You're listening to the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT podcast. I'm your host and curator, Rabbi Aprom Kibalevich, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Here about a month ago, that the goals happened because we were unworthy, because we were not holy enough. We didn't have Kedusha. The land spat us out. Um, and that is, and God says, I don't want that to happen to you. But it did. In Parsha's Kedoshim, which is a, in the very next Parsha, the Torah changes one word, the same basic idea. But take a look at the, this one word. Shemartem is kol chukasai, ve'es kol mishpatai, v'asisamosam. Earlier in Parsha's Achrimos, the first Parsha of Arayot, what does it say? It says, what I have indicated here, all those things that are connected to the indecent sexual activity, and according to the Rambam, even touching and rubbing and all that stuff that we talked about last week. And that is Kedusha, and that is what's going to cause the expulsion. In Parshas Kedoshim, we have, Ushmartem es kol es kol mishpatai. In other words, and, and, and what we really see is that it isn't just the laws of Kedusha, but all the Chukim and Mishpatim, all the laws of the Torah, in fact, can lead, a violation of the laws of the Torah lead to Klai Yisrael's losing their schut to live in Eretz Yisrael. And as you can see, um, the Torah emphasizes that the Omar Lachem, he says, I said to you, Atem Tirshu Es Admatam. I said, You, this is what God said to us, Biyoresh, get your land. This is your land to have that land. Now, how do we get it? Obviously, by kicking the, the, the people that were living there out and then living there. I'm going to let it happen. You need to do the work, and I will allow that to happen. I'm going to let you have it and allow you to live there and for it to be your land and for you to live there and be successful there. Eretz Zavat Chalav Udvash. Asher, Hivdalti Yatchem, Ani Hashem Alkechem, Asher Hivdalti Yatchem Anamim. Meaning, that's how you're different, not just in terms of the mitzvot, but because of how we have this land, which makes us different, although maybe the other countries have their land. But in this parsha of Arayot, what we're seeing here is that, and this is the Ramban's point, which I'll get to a little bit later, is that it isn't just mitzvot that have to do with the land of Israel. You know, we all know the, the Psukim and Parshat Bahar, I'm sorry, the Shem Shasta Bechokotai, the talk of Eva Oshav Sa'oretz, right? That it's only with the exile that the land will somehow keep Shemitah. Well, we didn't keep the, the laws of the land. We didn't keep the laws of, of, of the mitzvot hatliot ba'aretz. But Arayot, and especially what it says in Parshas Kedoshim, kol mishpatai, right? that's all mitzvot. In other words, so we're saying that all mitzvot are really bound to the land of Eretz Yisrael more than they are other places. So this, I think, is my, my, my segue. My segue from there to the centrality of the keeping mitzvot in Eretz Yisrael and living in Eretz Yisrael. And this leads us to page one, and I will um, uh, send this through Bob, through all of you, this gigantic <laughs> source sheet that I will that I put together this morning. So, uh, Percocet and others things can help you put together source sheets if you need them. Okay, so here we go. Um, this is the uh, the Hambans Hasagot to the Sefer Mitzvot. Now. I mentioned last week the significance of that book. The Ramban did a great job, and one, what a great critic does 
is he doesn't just criticize, he also offers alternatives. There are a number of, of, of I think about 15 uh, mitzvot say, I believe, or maybe 17, I have to take a look at the number, of mitzvot that the Ramban says should be a mitzvah, and the Rambam skipped them, he missed them. And it's funny because the Ramban is sort of like um, dancing at two weddings. On one hand, one of the famous uh, criticisms of the Ramban of the Rambam is, who says there's really 613 mitzvahs anyway? Who says that there's a certain specific number? Because, but he plays around with that. That's that is what in the beginning of the book, because that's part of the Rambam's flag that he's carrying so strongly. And, and, and you have to come up with that number, which causes a lot of problems because if you count one thing as a mitzvah, what is it that you extract? What mitzvah do you take out? So my point is, is that the, the Ramban is not 100% convinced that everybody believes there is an exact number. However, if you are a number person and you want to count mitzvot and you want to get them all written down like the Rambam did, why did you leave this one out? Which he says is the mitzvah waresha ta'aretz. The mitzvah to actually get the land, to, to inherit the land, to actually fight for and, and inhabit the land. That's the same land that we know historically was given to them. Don't let other nations have it. And or no one should have it. That can't be. It can't be that Eretz Yisrael is uninhabited. We have a mitzvah to be there and be the inhabitants just and to turn it into a country like all countries. What did the Pasuk say in Parsha's Masse? That would be technically two weeks ago, the Parsha. The Ramban agrees with Rashi that it does mean getting rid, Horesh means to get rid of the people that are there. There are already people there. You need to go and get rid of them. And then you need to live there. And because the land isn't meant to just get rid of them, you need to live there. And then it becomes the land that you give over as an inheritance. We live there. This is your piece of land. It goes to your child and to your child's child. That becomes part of this mata. That becomes part of this land. And and the Ramban points out that this mitzvah is really contained in Parshas Devarim as well, where Moshe describes God's words, Bo or Rishu Esaretz. Go and get it. Go In fact, if you look in the beginning of Sefer Dvarim, it actually mentions what are the borders of Eretz Yisrael. The point is, why did God give the, the, that description? Now it's from this phrase that many have assumed that there needs to be Jewish presence on all spots of biblical Israel. This is the geographic area. You've got to go in there, get rid of any non-Jews that are there and have to be inhabited. Okay, This is a little bit, I, I, I bolded it because I wanted to bring up that point. Um, and, and this gets into a bigger, you know, question that, that's big and small. The idea of visiting every single spot you can in Israel and, and and every single place. Can you leave stuff alone? I mean, right? I guess, you know, you could have the banyas and you can have places that are just there for physical beauty that are part of Eretz Yisrael. But the point is, it's not under non-Jewish control. Um, what is the proof that this is a mitzvah? He says, 
Right? That's what it says again in, in last week's parsha. Go. That's what the Maragam. Now, let me explain it better. <laughs> then they asked for Maraglin, right? In other words, God said to them, and Joe, you, if you're here, you know, you're about Creed, so Bob, you know the Torah, and so does many people here. The, the, originally, what it was, was God said, oh, look, you're right, here you are in Kadesh Barnea, you're right near the land, you sort of cross the Yarnane, go, let's get there, and don't be afraid. And they said, wait, we want to send spies. We want to send Miracle. Um, and you see this in Parshas Ekev, Moshe repeats that, where he says, it says, You didn't want to. So what did you do? This is again the famous contradiction between Parshas Shlach and Parshas Dvar and Parshas Ekev, whether the Miraglim is something God wanted or not. In Parshas Ekev, you know, Moshe repeats the story 40 years later, 38 and some years later. It says, that's all the Ramban say. And you were mamrim and Hashem by, by, first of all, sending the Miraglim, and then, even after they came back, refusing to go in. Without the Ramban, you might have thought that what this means is you listened to the Miraglim's Lashon Hara-filled report, and you were scared, you didn't want to go in. So you could have thought, okay, so I didn't listen to... God's command, but what it really is, as Ramban is saying, you didn't listen to the mitzvah. You didn't, when it says v'tamru, was p'yashem elokeichem, that means it isn't just a temporary or, or, or temporal command of God. What it means is, that's a mitzvah that God has put into the Torah. And shamatim bikolo is, uh, is, is, is are words that indicate that you have not fulfilled the mitzvah. That's what it's harosh or it's a mitzvah. Lo yid v'haftacha. Okay? It doesn't mean that yeah, Dali is not so happy with this child, but we'll see. Lo yid v'haftacha. What that means is, is a, uh, it's not like God is saying it's going to work. It's not that, oh, you don't believe God that you're going to be able to fight and beat them. No, no, we're talking about a mitzvah here. Again, others could say, listen, God wanted us to go in, but it's not a commandment for all time. It's not like we didn't want to do tzitzis or we were morayed in other mitzvahs. The Ramban says that language indicates shamatim bekolo, tamras be'shem that what we're talking about was a rejection of this mitzvah. Now, in fact, the Ramban gets, goes even further. He says the Gemara consistently in a number of places refers to what happened with Yehoshua, the Kibush Yehoshua is coming on Melchemet Mitzvah. Now, there's two ways to understand this. One way to understand it is there is a mitzvah to get rid of the Shiva Amamim, to, to kill them. And um, that's why the, the war of Yehoshua is a Melchemet Mitzvah. Now, it's clear that although the Rambam's name is not mentioned here, the Rambam is the person that the Ramban is attacking. I'm going to read a couple of lines of Ramban, and I'm going to show you why I believe that the attack is on the Rambam. First of all, it's obviously an attack that the Rambam left this mitzvah out. But even the next couple of lines are a shtoch to the Rambam. You'll see in a minute. So, v'chein amr v'gemar or gemara sota, amr of Yehud, or the end of Zemsech the sota, nochemes Yeshua lichvosh, v'tivriya kol chovo, Yeshua's conquering is definitely a nochemes chovo, it had to be done. What David HaMelech did was harvacha. David HaMelech expanded the borders, that's called rishus. And the sifrei, Says virashta virshavta ba Now it means that if you will do start this mitzvah, you're going to finish it, and you're going to be able to live there. The al tishtavish v'tomer ki a mitzvah zos he a mitzvah b'molchamas shivas amemim. 
you might want to say there was a specific mitzvah to kill these specific people. That's what this mitzvah is. The mitzvah of Yoshua is to kill the Shivamim. That's right. We are supposed to kill them if they fight with us. But if they don't want to fight with us, we don't have to kill them. We don't have to kill them. And we can actually let them stay in the land, assuming they accept all the Sheva Mitzvahs or pay taxes or accept our sovereignty. But the whole point is we can't let them run the show there. We can't let the other overseers run that country. Whenever it was. We cannot let any, whether it's the, whether it's the Ottoman Empire, whether it's the Abbasids, right? Whether it's the English. We cannot let anyone really have control of this land. Let's say it did not occur historically the way uh, it happened. Let's say instead of the fighting for 14 years, they were so scared, right? They were they just threw their uh, weapons down and they ran away. They want to know what happened to the Girgoshim. We don't find that the Girgoshim were in the wars anywhere. So Chazal tell us, you know why? They got out of there. And where was that? Zu-Afriki. They ran away to Africa. So even if that would have happened to all of them, we couldn't have just said, okay, let's go back to Mitzrayim. We have to go back, we have to go to that land, even though they're not there. You know what we need to do? which means we've got to take control over the city and the structure, the infrastructure of the city. And we've got to put our people, look, here's the city, it's sort of made, got to put our tribes in. Okay, there's certain places the infrastructure is not going to be there. Where the infrastructure is already done, we need to insert our own uh, infrastructure and our people and our sense of government within there. And let's say the way it did happen. After we did get rid of them, we did kill them, and it was bloody. If, you know, mission accomplished, okay, Let's go to Uganda now. Let's go to Ireland, right? Let's go, who knows where, right? Let's go to America. Whatever the place. We can't. We're not supposed to say, okay, we cleared this place out. We cleared them out of that of those insipid Shivamim. Okay, let's go find a place that isn't so hot in the summer. Let's go find some place that's got some water and some oil. Can't do that. See, I emphasize the hay. The kibush of that land, we have to be in that land. Now, you know what lichvosh means? It doesn't mean to just get rid of the old guys. You know, you know, you, you could get rid of the old guys in Vietnam, but we weren't kovesh Vietnam, didn't become the 51st state. We got rid of them. Well, I don't, let's say we would have won. I don't know. But let's say we would have won. So it wouldn't have been enough to be Kovish then. We, we, in other words, it has to be like Hawaii or in, in, in what they did in, in the Philippines. We actually have to be Kovish it, which means just like when you pickle something, you know, you, you, you put your element in there and you change it. That's what it means to be Kovish it, to control it and dominate it and stay there. That's what it means. That's that's what you have to do. Tovin, mitzvah hazu he Okay. 
He's going to bring a proof from the Sifre. Let me just show you why, who I think he is, how, why it's an attack on the Rambam. So here's, here's the Rambam. The Rambam in the Sefer Mitzvos, Kufpei Zion, and you can find this on Chabad.org. I think I showed this to you before. There's an English translation as well. You know why we're supposed to get rid of them? Not because they're in our land and we need to live there. We have to kill them because they represent Avodazara Vyasoda Harishon. In other words, this is our job as God's warriors for monotheism. That's the idea of killing out, and that was what that war was. Um, and the, the Rambam says, my proof is, the Psukim say often, that the reason is the whole point is they're going to affect you if to kill them because they represented the greatest danger. Again, the Rambam is sort of like also dancing on two weddings in some way. He talks about Kedusha and how and, 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 and the importance of, 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 of a safe community how Arias affects almost every community, and it's something that you need to watch out for. But the number one issue that, that the Jews were uh, invested with was to get rid of Avodah from the world. And that's why the Pasuk says that we have to kill them, because that's why it's Mulchemes Mitzvah. The Mitzvah is getting rid of them, which is getting rid of Avodah now, the, the Rambam, I don't know if I want to get too deep into this. The Rambam says that, wait a minute, why am I counting this as a mitzvah? Aren't they dead already? Aren't they finished? And even if they're not technically dead, we can't find them anymore because of Sanacherev and the Babylonian um, approach, which was to uh, create a complete a billable, right, and to actually uh, displace all the countries that they had conquered, and wherever these people are, we can't find them, right? They're either dead or they're lost in the, you know, their DNA is somewhere, but they aren't uh, organized as a nation. So the, the Rambam has a very important statement here where he says, don't think that that means there's no longer a mitzvah. You don't understand what it means. It's no way gudorot, ain't no way gudorot. You say, oh, this mitzvah is not relevant anymore because we finished, mission accomplished. Because we we did the job. (laughs) Right? if, If there's no specific time that this mitzvah was supposed to take place, like, for example, the Levium, covering the um, the kalim of the Mishkan. That's something that only was true in the time of the Midbar. After that time, they weren't. That wasn't their job. So you would not count that as a mitzvah. Covering the, the Levim have a job to cover the uh, to cover the kalim. That was something that that's called Enonoi Wadoros. But the fact that we finished this mitzvah, and it's impossible to do it today, that doesn't mean it's ain't no way. Because if it, it could happen, and if it's possible for it to happen, the whole door, there's a possibility of it happening. It's not about time. In other words, right? It's not like God said, God took us out of the midbar. We're no longer in the midbar. That generation's never coming back. They're, they live within us, but they, that's, that period's not there anymore or the mitzvah to surround Harsinai, right? Or the mitzvah to stay away from your wife three days before Mantara. None of those mitzvahs are knowing Lidoris. They were part of a specific time. The mitzvah of killing out the Shiva Amenim, however, the Rambam says, is something that is a mitzvah consistently, uh, as long as the possibility of exists. And now the Rambam says, what about when it comes to Amalek? 
let's say God will destroy Zeramolek, and as we hope will happen, totally and completely, are you going to tell me now that let's say in Mashiach's time, let's say when finally the God will discover those last Amalekim and the Argentinas that they are hiding in, that that's the Timcha Zecha Amalek is not a mitzvah Lodoros because it turns out that by Yemos, before Yemos Mashiach, there is no more Amalek that's around. You're not going to say that. Why? It's it, it's a mitzvah consistently. The kolod yimotzah zeramolek yushmat. If you find some amolek person, if he pops up somehow, just like you know, you kill him. And that's the same thing the Rambam says with killing the seven nations. That's the mochemet. That's a mitzvah. We have to kill them, and that's that's with any any time period, it makes sense. And what's our mitzvah? to root them out, to chase them in every generation until they are completely destroyed and the very last one. And we did that mitzvah. And the truth was, David HaMelech finished it. Any uh, singular ones were all scattered. And now... It's almost impossible to find them. Who knows where they are? They're, we can't even find them anymore. But that doesn't mean it's Eino Nohegus Lodoros. Just like Mochemus Amolek is Noeg Lodoros. Because it's not about time, it's not about a space, it's not a specific area, like the mitzvahs in the Midbar, Mitzrayim. And as long as they could show up, we've got the mitzvah. Um, okay, and this is where the Rambam, um, um, and he talks about the ones that aren't, um, like he says. Uh, okay, now, I, I think I've proven that this is who the Ramban is attacking, right? Uh, again, it's, he didn't have to say it's the Rambam. He says, the, what makes Yoshua's fight Melchemist Mitzvah is the fact that it is getting Eretz Yisrael. That's what that, that that's how it happened then. But there's going to be new Shiva Amimim. The mitzvah is to get rid of them. Now he admits we don't have to kill these. Shiva Amim has specific rules, but it's all part of the mitzvah of Yishuv. Hirashtem and Yishuv Eretz Yisrael. So that's this fundamental machlekes between the Rambam and the Ramban. Now, I want to finish the Ramban, and then we're going to ask the question, which is, why did the Rambam not include this as a mitzvah, right? That's the obvious question. And I'm sure all of you have heard Shiurim about this. Um, I'm going to... I, I, I really believe that this is sort of like a... Um, an exercise in speculation in some sort, because we're going to try to explain a negative. We're trying to explain something that's not there. Why isn't he counting it? Right? He didn't count it. We can spe- but I, I, I actually want to do a little bit more about explaining the Ramban about why he sees this as such an essential mitz- as a central mitzvah. Um, now. But I'm going to do both. This is a Ramban versus Rambam. But the Ramban is first. (laughs) The Ramban versus the Rambam. Okay, so this is going to be more the Ramban show. So, let's go back. Um, I want to be. So let's go back into the Ramban. He quotes a Sifrei. Some of you might notice here that the, he isn't so Talmudic here. He's quoting a lot of uh, he's quoting a lot of Midrashim, Sifrei. Like last week, I mentioned how the Ramban was much more into the nitty gritty of the Talmud. Here, <laughs> the Ramban, to prove his point, is sort of like doing a Rambam number and quoting the, the Midrashim Halacha, not so much. Uh, the Gemaras. 
Um, so anyway, take a look. Um, here's the Sifrei. Um, the Sifrei is on this Pasuk. Pasuk and Parashas Ekev says that if you keep this mitzvah that I'm commanding you, if you keep these mitzvahs to love God, to walk in all his ways, to have tveikas to God, that's what will allow us to get rid of all these goyim in, in Eretz Yisrael. And you'll be able to get rid of, you'll be able to take their place, so to speak, live in that land. And even though they're much greater than you, much more powerful than you, in fact, any place that you move, any place, this is similar to what we saw before in the Ramban, but here's the Pusik. Any place within the border, it sounds like, that you put your feet there, it'll be yours. And then once again, it gives the borders. The Midbar, the Levanon, from Euphrates, I mean that—that's not where it is now, but that's the eastern border. Adayama Acharon, and that, of course, is the Mediterranean Sea. That's how big. Some say this is actually the Pacific Ocean, uh, Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> Some say this pasuk means that that Eretz Yisrael is supposed to really spread all the way across Europe. Anyway, the point is, Lo Yisyatzev Ish Mipnechem. No one's going to stand in your way. They're going to be scared of you any place that you move. The Sifrei that the Ramban is quoting has a problem with these psukim. Um, okay, why does it need to tell us this, this poetic phrase? Any place that your feet go is going to be yours. Is that trying to teach us what the land of Israel is? It already says Midbar Levano. Why does it have to say this poetic phrase? Any place that the, the bowels of your feet will land on will be yours. Right? So what does that mean? Is it telling you, Maybe that's what it's saying. In other words, what it's saying is, Israel can be bigger than the borders. There are the borders, and this is expansion, annexation. Maybe that's what this Pasuk is telling you, that these are the borders of Eretz Yisrael, but you can go further. Is that what this mitzvah is? Or the Sifrei asks, is is it a rishus to do what? To sort of do a half job. In other words, you go into Eretz Yisrael, but you know what? The the guys on the coast, the Pelishtim on the coast are very tough. Why don't we go over, back over the yarding, and conquer over there. And let's conquer outside over there. Can you, maybe that's, maybe, is that what it's telling you? That's what the Pasuk says. Go back up. Look at the Pasuk. The Pasuk says that your first job is get rid of them. You know what I'm talking about, those seven nations, 14 nations, however, whatever the number, magic number is, the ones that are in that land that's in that border, get rid of them. Then you have a right to expand Eretz Yisrael and make it further. And in each place you choose, that's why it uses this language. Wherever your feet take you, wherever your generals think you should go. Shaloti Eretz Yisroel, You can't leave Eretz Yisroel that way, the Sifrei says. You can't do that. Ella, Mishetich Bishu Eretz Yisroel, Tehu Rishoyim Lichvosh Chutzlaretz. It's only once you have Eretz Yisroel, then you can start. Looking, looking at your sights. In fact, let's say you actually do it correctly, and all of a sudden, uh, Afghanistan becomes Israel. How do we know that if you do it right, it becomes Eretz Yisrael for all the mitzvos of Eretz Yisrael as well? Stuff that you plant there, 
as the din of, of, of Trumas and Maestras, Shemitah perhaps as well. Because it says, Yihiyah, it'll be. It says later also, Yihiyah. Just like Yihiyah means in the borders of, of, of Eretz Yisrael, you've got to do those mitzvahs. If you expand Eretz Yisrael outward, you also have those mitzvahs there. Now, now the Sifre asks a question. So if that's true, David didn't do that. Why? Because David conquered Aram Narayan and Aram Tsova, right? Which was Syria and the place where Aram Naram Iraq. And we don't keep mitzvahs there. So the Torah says David was wrong. The, the Sifre says David was wrong. David also Shaloka Torah. David did not fulfill the Torah properly. The Torah said he had to take first of biblical borders of Israel, had to be conquered and settled, and all the Goyim had to be kicked out under our control. Then you could decide to go to Syria or other places. But who will also came? What did he do? He got Aram Narayim, he got Aram Sova, and the Yavusim he left. In other words, who who was who did they get Yerushalayim from? Arnon, Hayavusi. The Yavusim were still living there, right next to Yerushalayim. Why didn't he, what were they even doing there? Why, why was that Goran in the hands of that guy altogether? God says to David Amelech. Right next to the right next to the palace of where you are going to be, you know that that's the spot you studied with Shmuel Hanavi. What are those guys doing there? And here you are waging a war for Aram Narayan. So David was wrong. The Sifre says. So, this is the Sifrei the Ramban quoted. Uh, I gave you the complete version. But what do you see from the Sifrei, the Ramban says? David did the wrong thing. This is hundreds of years after Yoshua. The, the country is functioning. It has infrastructure. But there's a section there that David did not take care of. David is considered negligent, not because he left one of the Shiva Amim in there, but because he has not uh, he has not done the job. Now, so this is his proof from David that this is a mitzvah Adoros. It's somewhat of a weak proof, as you could probably guess. And some of the uh, defenders of the Rambam are going to try to say, well, wait, wait, that's you're right, David had the mitzvah, but there's no mitzvah if there's no king, if there's no Beis HaMikdosh. So there is going to be that approach, and we're going to see that. Okay? What, what the Ramban has proved from the Sifre is that... And that's an interesting phrase. And I say, Ki mitzvah bo. You see that word mafligen bo? Mafligan means it's really out there. They really say expansive, almost dvarm um, mugzamim. Uh, they say things that are really completely uh, radical. They're like, they talk about it in almost the greatest terms. What is that? Diras Eretz Yisrael. That's the mitzvah they're talking about. When they say things, for example, the Gemara says that anyone who leaves Eretz Yisrael and goes to Chutz Laaretz, treat him like an Oved Avodah Zarah. Where does the Gemara know that from? It's a Gemara in Ksuvistav Kufyud. You might have seen it before. Um, I have it here on the source sheet coming up. But what does the Pasuk say? David is, the, is, is complaining to Shol. He says, Gershuni Ayom Yistapeach Benachos Hashem. In other words, this has been so frustrating. I wanted to make up with you. Now I see that that you're after me and you're you're attacking me and you're and you're and you're persecuting me. 
it's like you are pushing me away from the Nachla of God to say, to go do Avodah Zarah. This is the Pasuk in, in, in uh, Shmuel. That's David speaking to Shaul. Maybe God, and we know that was the reason. God is the reason. God is somehow making you nuts, Shaul. And he's making you think that I am your worst enemy. Um, but what this is doing to me is this is basically pushing me out of the Nachla of God and it's telling me, go do Avodah Zorah. So the Ramban quotes, what does that mean? <laughs> no one's telling Dov to do Avodah Zorah, but he definitely would have left Israel. In other words, clearly, he already went to, he already went to Ochish Melagatz. He already went to, that's not Kiryat Gat, although it might be somewhere near there, I don't know. I know you have a connection, some of you there have to Kiryat Gat. But the point is, is that, yeah, but the point is, is that, that the Pelishtim, this, he would have left to leave Israel. And leaving Eretz Yisrael was like doing Avodah Zorah. So um, that shows you this is the mitzvah that we're talking about. So if the truth is, Rashi, if you look at Rashi on that Pesach, uh, I provided it for you here. Rashi says, on the Pesach in, in, in Shmuel, so that haflaga, Rashi already says, when Eretz Yisrael is really Eretz Yisrael, when you have a Beis Hamikdash there, leaving Eretz Yisrael is like doing Avodah Zarah. Okay? Um, he also quotes the Targum Yonason. Targum Yonason says, you know what David meant? He meant because outside of Israel, I'm going to be with a bunch of non-Jews who don't do Avodah Zarah. Not that I'm going to do Avodah Zarah, right? It's not like I'm going to do Avodah Zarah. It's it's like I'm with people and their natural tendency is to do Avodah Zarah, so I'm sort of with them. Um, The Marie Krah, also a Rishon, says that uh, if if you force someone to leave Israel, because I feel like I have to leave Israel because this is pushing me out of the land of Eretz Yisrael. In other words, so therefore, there aren't, who else is doing mitzvahs here? So it's like you're telling me, go live and do Avodah Zarah. It's like uh, my Mechut uh, and Ephrat's Mr. Yoshua, Rabbi Yoshua, my daughter-in-law's father, when he heard that Chaim was from the United States, he said, what? Are they even Jewish? Who knows who these people are, right? I don't, right? People live in Eretz Yisrael, their sense, outside of Eretz Yisrael. What? Who knows? That's what it is. And that was what David HaMelech was reflecting there, was there's, people don't, don't keep mitzvahs there. It's almost like they are doing Avodah Zarah there. Uh, the Malbim, actually, his interpretation, which I'm going to skip, is really based on this Ramban. The Malbim there in 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 Shmuel. Anyway, let's let's move on in the Ramban. He says Vizulaze. There's other. If you look in the Chazal, there's other versions of that. Haplogas Gedulas Shamrubo. There's a lot of statements like that. It all comes from this mitzvah sase. And therefore, now all the proofs that we've seen up until now could lead someone to say, okay. I'll accept all your proofs, but it's not a, a mitzvah for, you know, for one little Jew, is it? It's a mitzvah for a country, for an organized group of people. It's a mitzvah on the tzibur, right? Because that's all, you, right? That's true. David HaMelech was an individual, but all the proofs that, you know, that the Rambam gave earlier, that David should have conquered it, that would be David conquering it as part of a government as part of a people, as a unit, a big unit of people all together. The Ramban knows that's what you're saying, but he says it's more than that. It's a mitzvah, I'll say, Lidoros, mischayev kol yochid mimenu. Everyone, every individual has this mitzvah. 
even Bizman Hagolis, as we know in the Gemara, and many, now he mentions the Talmud, the Makomos Arbe, that many individuals went to Eretz Yisrael, where they wanted to go to Eretz Yisrael, they left Bovil to go to Eretz Yisrael. So you see that it's nothing to do with being part of an organized government, organized movement. Every individual in all times has to go and live there and, 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 and make the land fuller in that way by his presence. Um, he quotes a, another Sifrei that talks about these Tanoim who had to leave Eretz Yisrael for some important reason. When they got to this Platia, when they left Israel, they remembered what Eretz Yisrael was. They cried. They karu bigdeim. They, they ripped their clothing and they said, And they all said together, So the Ramban says, why were they crying? Obviously, the point was, they had to leave for some reason. Maybe they didn't know when they were coming back. Maybe they had to go to Rome. But you realize, no matter what the situation was, even though they didn't have control over their land, leaving Eretz Yisrael was terrible for them. And they, by leaving Eretz Yisrael, even for the short time, they weren't able to, in other words, they were sort of blaming themselves and saying, had we been Zoha, we would stay in Eretz Yisrael, we would never have to leave, and we would be able to keep all the mitzvahs, and even though we're still doing mitzvahs, we're still great men, they're still teaching Torah, but not being in Eretz Yisrael is connected to all the mitzvahs. That's the Ramban Hasoba. Now, the, I mentioned two weeks ago from Chaim Salvechik that the Ramban repeats himself often in his writings. And, um, and he felt part of it was a weakness in the Ramban but if you, that the Ramban was not a, uh, uh, he was not an elastic writer. I think I mentioned that. Um, but if you take a look here at the, um, the Ramban in, in Chumash, Ramban says, this is a mitzvah. Uh, and then he says, um, I have other proofs. Not only the Gemara that he quotes about David HaMelech, but the Gemara in Ksuvah, the Halachic Gemara, the Mishnah. That says an isha is a moredet. An isha is considered moredet when she doesn't want to go with her husband to Eretz Yisrael, and what she can be divorced and left hanging without exuva. Why is that true? Right, the chena ish. So that is this mitzvah, and he says, if you look through the Torah, you'll see it many, many places. Now, once again, the Ramban attack Ramban in Chumash, his favorite, um, although he loves him, <laughs> he, in his introduction, he says how much he appreciates him. He calls him the Menorah HaTahorah. If you actually do a search, you'll see the Ramban attacks Rashi consistently in the Chumash. doesn't attack him in the same way he attacks Eben Ezra, but he actually attacks Rashi, he disagrees with Rashi much more often than he disagrees with Eben Ezra, even though he has very harsh words for Eben Ezra in some places. So look what he says. Remember what I just said. The, the Pusik says in, in Parshas Masse, two mitzvahs, get rid of them, and you guys live there, and you take it over. Rashi writes that get rid of them, then Meaning, Rashi says it's a schus. If you do this mitzvah, which could be the Rambam's rationale, to just get rid of the Avodah people, get rid of them, God says, then you could stay there. Then I'll let you live there. But if you don't do the mitzvah, you probably won't be able to stay there. Which means is not part of the mitzvah, according to Rashi. The Rashi is in the, is in the Rambam's camp. 
that the mitzvah is getting rid of the shiva amamim, rashtem, which might be for that rationale. And you can see he disagrees with Rashi, and he says, I'm right. The Yishavtim is part of the mitzvah. It's all one mitzvah called Yishav Eretz Yisrael. Now, we're not going to have a lot of time left, but I do want to talk about answers to the Rambam. Um, if you, this is the answer from the Megillas Esther. Rabbi Yitzchok, Rabbi Yitzchok he's called Rabbi Yitzchok de Leon, or Rabbi Yitzchok, the son of Rabbi Eliezer. Um, you can see they don't, they're not sure when he lived. You can see from the Barilan um, biography, from the Barilan uh, response material, that he lived sometime in the 16th century, and his book was published in 1592. Okay, so we're talking about someone, the Ramban lived in the 13th century, so we're talking about someone who lived about 200 years later than the Ramban. I want to do his answer with you. You probably have heard it often, but it's worth reading. He says, I'll tell you why the Rambam doesn't bring this mitzvah, because it only was relevant, sort of what we saw like Rashi in, 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 in Sefer Shmuel, only be Moshe Yeshua V'david. Once the first, and it sounds here that the, the, the he believes the uh, Megillus Hester, that even once the first Golas occurred, ain mitzvah Again, I don't want to make too much of a diuk from the Megillus Hester, but it's not like Rashi says, if there's a base of Mikdash, there's a mitzvah to go there. Megillus Hester seems to say the first failure, meaning the first Churban, already ended that mitzvah till the time of Mashiach, where the mitzvah somehow, I guess, maybe comes back in some way. In fact, the Megillah Sester says, if you look in the Gemaris, which we know the Ramban is very uh, used to quoting, the Gemaran Ksuva says that we aren't supposed to try to take Eretz Yisrael. As we know, the Pasuk says, remember, that there's a Shvuas that are mentioned in, in, in Shira Shirim, which is actually a Shvua to the whole nation that we are held by, that we're not supposed to take the land over by force. And that is the Gemara that he's quoting here. The Gemara in Ksuvis that we all know, but the Gemara ends with this statement where it says, And what does that mean? And what does that mean? Rashi says it means to try to take the land by force. The Gemara says another possibility means that if we should not cause a rebellion against the other nations of the world, which would mean, like it meant uh, in the beginning of the end of the 19th, the beginning of the 20th century, that we should not politic to try to get the land when the other nations are against us having it. That's the Gemara in Ksuvis. Now, in the name of Rav Zeira and Rav Yehuda. So, um, the Megillah Esther continues, therefore he says, there is no mitzvah today. How right? Now, um, even though the Ramban said that kibush is a mitzvah, not if we're mishubit to the umot, you're right, David HaMelech was independent. And the whole time David was there, maybe Shlomo and Chizkiah, whatever, we were in our own control. But if Eretz Yisrael was under foreign control, and the Jews in general don't have their own, uh, in, uh, their own independence, then we don't have this mitzvah. He says, even though the rabbis do say it's, it's an incredible mitzvah and it's the most, one of the most important ones in the world, that was when there was a Beis HaMittosh, like Rashi says. But now there's not a mitzvah to, to live in Eretz Yisrael. And then he quotes, as you all know, the Tosfus and Ksuvus. He says, look in Tosfus and Ksuvus. Tosfus says in the Gemara of Hu Omar La'alos, 
This is where the fight between the couple, do you want to go to Israel? Do you not want to go to Israel? So what's the halacha? Halacha is we force the other spouse to move to Eretz Yisrael, and if not, they have to get a divorce. And they, you, the wife will lose a ksuva, the husband has to pay a ksuva. Tosfus says there, a very short Tosfus, one of the most famous Tosfus in Shas. <laughs> There's people who have not learned one Tosfus in their lives, but they know this one, because this is the subject of many shiurim. I know what I'm saying here, you've heard a hundred times, but let's see the Tosfus inside. Hu amr la'alos, eno noeg bizman Why? De'ika sakonas drochen. So this is the first answer of Tosus. The first answer of Tosus is it's dangerous, right? <laughs> you know what it is to go to Israel today, where we are? Imagine Tosus was writing from France and Germany. We're supposed to make this trip down the Rhineland with the Crusaders around and the, the who knows else, the Crusaders are gone now, but still, this is a sakana to get there. Constantinople, the, you, you can die on your way, who knows? Then he quotes Rabbeinu Chaim that there's another reason why there's not a mitzvah. Which is sort of counterintuitive, right? He says, there's mitzvahs that you have to do in Eretz Yisrael. So what? The Kama Onshin. And many punishments. Meaning, Rabbeinu Chaim says, many of those mitzvahs are still relevant today and you're going to live there and not fulfill them, you're going to get punished for not fulfilling them. Now, I just want to stop for a second. Does this seem to be what Yitzchok Dilian is saying? He says that there's no mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael if there's no Beis HaMikdash, right? Because we're Meshubit to the Umos. Uh, Okay, um, he, he has found a friend, but not for any of the same reasons, right? The first reason is because of Sakana. The second reason is because we can't live in Eretz Yisrael because we can't fulfill the mitzvahs there. So this is really a mistake, I believe. I mean, put it this way, he definitely found someone who's on the Rambam side. There is no mitzvah to live in the Yishuv Eretz Yisrael, but not for the reason that he was suggesting. Um, uh, um, then he brings another proof from the Gemara Suvis again. This sort of sounds like the Megillus Esther is sort of like taking the Ramban by his own game. Says, look at the Gemara there. The Gemara says, the Gemara starts and says, according to Rav Yehuda, anybody who leaves Bovel to go to Israel, he's over Baaseh. Shenemar, Bavolo Yuvo, Vishoma Yiyu. You need to stay in bubble, and that's where you should be. Yermia, I believe, said that. Okay. If there's if the Ramban is right that there's a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael every single time, and you have to just push yourself to move to Eretz Yisrael, how can Yermia Hanavi, or I think it's you, maybe it's Yishai or Yermia, how could they give a, a, a Navua to be so sincere God? God says a mitzvah all the time. How could you now say there's a mitzvah to stay in Baba? A Novi doesn't have a, a, an ability to create such a mitzvah. First of all, he can't create a mitzvah. For sure he can't knock out a mitzvah. And in fact, even though those rabbis were crying, it's not because they were crying because they couldn't fulfill the mitzvah, because they were out of Israel. They were crying because they lived right by the destruction of the temple, right by the Horbin. They were crying. Why else did they rip Kriya? So this, again, the Ramban will say they ripped Kriya because <laughs> they ripped Kriya because they were losing the great mitzvah of Yishev Eretz Yisrael. The Megillus Esther says ripping Kriya is a sign of Avelus. Obviously, what this meant was it, it, was, it, was, it was brought home to them that they don't have a Beis HaMikdash. That's the reason why they were crying. And that's the reason why, even though they said the mitzvah is the greatest mitzvah, it was really crying over the fact that we don't have a base on mikdash when this mitzvah applies. Because if not, why were they crying? They can go back there to Israel and live there. 
under other foreign domination. Now, he doesn't want to be a downer. Hopefully we're going to get the base of Mikdash back soon. Right? But this was his proof now that there, this is the, so this was a justification that he wrote for the sake of the Rambam. Whether the Rambam agrees to this justification or not, I, I have my doubts about it. Because the Rambam, I think, would have been much more straightforward about this, and he isn't. Um, and just to end with this, you can live anywhere except Mitzrayim, where he lived, by the way. Right? You cannot live over there in Mitzrayim, uh, that's right across from Ethiopia. It's usher to, right, it's usher to live in Mitzrayim. Dali doesn't like that either. Now, uh, the Torah says not to go back to Mitzrayim. Even Alexandria, where there are so many Jews, is also usher. You can go back for business, okay? But then he says, if a melech would conquer Mitzrayim, with Bezdin, in other words, after they got Eretz Yisroh, we could go back to Mitzrayim, because then Mitzrayim would be Israel. Okay? And the reason is, is because Mitzrayim as a country is Makulkul, but if we go there, we could actually elevate it. That's one of the places where the Rambam is Machadish, yearly. It appears to me that if we have a Jewish king and we've conquered Israel properly, and we have Bezdin telling us we're going to go into Mitzrayim, which is what they should have done, I think, in 1973, right? Or 67. I don't know if 73 they could have. Then we, would, we could control Mitzrayim completely. And that would, be, that would actually be Eretz Yisrael. Then the Rambam says, it's usher to go out of Eretz Yisrael, the Chutz Loritz. Hello, would, would the Megillus Esther write that? Would he say that it's usher to leave Israel today? It's the only het, the Rambam's not writing this for the Zaman Beis Hamidba. The Rambam says it's usher to leave Eretz Yisrael. The only het he ever is to learn Torah or to get married or to save Jews. And then you go biyachsar or to go back to Israel. Alushkon b'chutzla or it's usher. To live in, to go, to go from Eretz Yisrael and to say, I'm being yoreid, it's usher to do that. Only like like Avram Avinu, if the if the famine was great, and to the point that you can't live there, then you could leave Israel. And he says, um, however, that's if you have money but you don't have goods, you have to spend a lot of money. But if there's no money there, if the economy is broken, well, yim tzamos. Of the prutum and akis, so that's worse. Having drought, having a lack of material, at least there's an economy, there's a jobs, there's something happening. We'll get we'll get through this. But if the economy is imploded to the point that there people don't have cash at all, they they are living completely without any type of dynamism at all, then you can leave Israel to find some place to have revah. Now, it's mutter to go then, but it's not what a chassid would do. Who did that? Machlon Vakilya. Right? And they had the reason. But still, because of their madrega, they were killed. They would kiss Eretz Yisrael. They, would, they loved it. They kissed its stones. They would roll around in its earth. That's the Pasuk and Tehillim. In fact, Chazal say that if you live in Eretz Yisrael, your Averis go away. <laughs> right? And if you get buried there, hey, Bachi, listening to this? I hope you remember. If you get buried, that's a Kapara. Ki'ilu 
And of course, it's better to get there before you die. <laughs> it's better, of course, to be in Eretz before you die than afterwards. But still, it's always been a minig for the Gdochachomim to bring the bodies to be buried in Israel. Yaakov and Yosef. And he says, a person should always live in Eretz Yisrael, even a city full of Goyim. I don't know. You tell me what the city is up there in the north, whatever. And don't live in Chutz Loritz. Even if it's Borough Park, Muncie, West Rogers Park, Skokie. No. Because if you leave to Chutz Loritz, it's like you do Avodah And he quotes the same Pusik that the Rambam, the Rambam quotes, and the same Gemara from Shmuel. And therefore, okay, but then he quotes the Gemara Ramban, the Megillah Sester mentions, that you can't leave Bovel. The same way you can't leave Eretz, you can't leave Bovel either. The Shoma Yiyu. So you tell me, how could the Megillus Esther have thought that this was the Rambam's opinion? And it really makes the question greater. Then why isn't it a mitzvah, right? If you if you just read this Rambam that I just read to you, which is the fifth parak of Hilchas Malachim, wouldn't you have said that he's on the Ramban side completely? And yet, the mitzvah is not counted. So this is uh, where I'm going to leave it. Thanks for joining us for another episode from the Yeshiva of Newark at IDT Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. Thank you.